Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not shitting on him either. I'm not, I don't, I don't care him one way or another. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's just funny. It's something I thought about right now. I'm like, hmm, I wonder. But, you know, it's, it's just really interesting. But, you know, guys, the top, like the top chefs in the world are, you know, men. The top hairdressers are men. It's because we find one thing that we're really, really good at. And we do that task to the best of our ability. But women are able, I mean, you, you just, you amaze me. I'm just like, how are you able to do all of those things at the same time? And think about all these different things that you have to do. Yeah, it's, that's something that me and my boyfriend have a hard time dealing with is because he's so on one task at a time and mm -hmm. I'm thinking about a million different things and I'm, you know, I'll be washing dishes and at the same time cooking dinner and he's like, stop washing dishes and just cook the dinner. This is why the food is burnt. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm mm -hmm. like, why can't you just eat the food? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. it's like, I don't care. It's food. It's sustenance. But I also got to get this thing done because you know, I got to do this in 20 minutes. And if these two things are, aren't done, I, got, I can't focus. And, yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those things. And yeah, I totally get that. It's, it's crazy. I, I amaze myself sometimes because I think back on it and I'm like, how did I, how did I manage all of that all at once? I don't remember. But if I had the chance to do it again, I'd probably do it the same way. And it's just like an instinct thing. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's huge. And I mean, that's why women need foreplay. You ladies need to be relaxed and so that way you guys can just stop thinking about yeah. everything else. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. We have to stop thinking. Because <laughs> us men, we can just easily just focus on you. Like we just look at you, you give us that look or you just, not, you don't have to give us a look. You can just, just kind of stand there and just blink normally. And it's like, yep, we're ready. <laughs> and, and so you, you know, but what women, they need, they just need foreplay. And it's like, if the guy can't do it, if the guy can't understand that, then, you know, he's, he's not going to get what he needs. And she's not, she's not going to get what she needs. Yeah. So this was, wow, what a tangent. I mean, this was, yeah. this is an episode by itself. I know. So all that to say, all that to say, do I think that it's fair models are hypersexualized by their photos? I don't. Okay. I don't. <laughs> all right. Well, that was what a what a what a what a ride that was. So I don't even know what was my next question. Oh, okay. My next my next question um, is back on the topic of modeling. Um, when it comes to, let me, well, let me, let me just go to the last question because you pretty much, we've pretty much gone over these other topics. We went over misconceptions, you know, how models are in, you know, real life and social media. Mm -hmm. But if some, what advice would you give to someone who wants to be a model? Yeah. Um. I would say start early and play with the camera before anything. Okay. Um, because, you know, I, I, that's how I started. And I think it really helped me because it allowed me to figure out my angles. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, it allowed me to understand the the camera and what the photographer's doing behind the camera, you know, and, and what makes it difficult or not to shoot a person. Um, learning camera terminology, you know, the lighting here is crappy or uh, there's a shadow on your face from your hand and your pose, so we need to fix it, we need to change it, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whatever the case may be, it's going to help you understand both what the photographer is doing and a little, a little bit and what your job is and what you need to be doing. Yeah. So that's a good way to start. Um, build a portfolio. I haven't even done this. <laughs> so, but I think, um, I, I, you know, I'm going to be doing that with my new stuff, but, uh, building a portfolio and trying new, you know, new things to see where you fit, if you fit in one certain, one certain category, or if you like to do it all, you know, it's good to have a portfolio to categorize those things, to show new photographers that you meet, to show, to, uh, to show modeling agencies, you know, what you've done, um, and to market yourself and things like that. Uh, they're going to want to see what experience you have, the work and the look that you're going for. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And then, yeah, that's, that's pretty much, I guess, all that I would say is just to really, you know, I've never had any professional training. I, I never went to modeling school. I have a friend that did, um, or a couple of friends that have. Um, I never... Yeah, I just, I just kind of figured it out, and, you know, it's about making yourself look photogenic, and... Yeah. Because there's no such thing as just, you know, like, oh, you're really photogenic, you know, you just stand there, and, like, no, I'll, I, at rest, I look like a little chunky, like, weird nerd, I don't know, like, how to describe it, you know, but it's about carrying yourself in a way that is confident, and, you know, being sure of yourself, and, um making yourself become photogenic so yeah but yeah all right so um i want to get into the questions that some of my um that some of my listeners had oh yeah i i can't wait (laughs) and so let's just go on and get into those you covered a lot of them already Um, (laughs) because i mean mean, we can go over them again and just okay yeah i've already talked about it but yeah all right so when it comes so number one um this is from this is from a this is from a girl and she says i want to be a model but i only want to be in music videos i don't have the confidence to be the focal point of attention how do i go about getting into music videos okay so miss lady (laughs) I would suggest building up your contacts. So mm-hmm. this is, number one, you need to get some experience in. And when I say that, I mean, I think you need to play around with your look, you know, your own modeling, your your expressiveness, especially your, you know, you have to be very animated in music videos in most cases. Yeah. Um, because they're, you're not, again, you're not the focal point of attention. You know, you're not one of the main characters. Mm-hmm. 
just the extra. But, um, so yeah, I would say you have to reach out to people who are, people that you see are in music videos a lot. A lot of it is, you know, just a simple message on Instagram, and sometimes that lets them know you're there. Yeah. Um, it's looking into casting agencies if you want to be professional about it and be paid for it. Um, but I guarantee the first few ones you do are probably going to be very low budget, and um, you probably won't be paid, but it's good for experience, so don't just throw it out the window. Um, but yeah, looking into casting agencies specifically for music videos you're going to have to do a lot of Google researching on that. Um, it's not easy. I tried being an extra, and everybody out here wants to be an extra. Everybody out here wants to be an actor or actress. Yeah. So That's um, LA. Even if it's in a music video. Mm-hmm. So it's really about the people you know, reaching out to them, kind of going and seeing who their friends are, trying to be their friend, you know, being kind and and being authentically yourself and um that's usually how you'd go about it all right that that's a, that makes a lot of sense so it's not it's not it's not what you know it's who you know pretty much yeah exactly it's, a, it's really who you know all right um number two um this is from a guy as a model um do you believe the subject of the shoot should be fully comfortable I'm going to go ahead and assume (laughs) I know what you're saying here. So uh, I'm going to say, you know, should, should the subject of the shoot be, you know, are you talking about nudity? Are you talking about like that kind of thing? I'm going to assume you're saying that. So um, yeah, 100%. And even if you're not doing nudity, um, if you think that the location is sketchy, for example, I've done shoots in East LA and, and areas near, close to Compton and, oh, and areas that are rougher with a lot of um, gang activity. Yeah. If you feel that you're uncomfortable in that area, ditch it. Yeah. Ditch it or tell your photographer if you can switch locations. Um, because at the end of the day, your safety is 100% the point of mm-hmm. everything and uh, should be the focus of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, if you feel you're uncomfortable with the photographer, bring a buddy. I can't stress enough how important friends are in this situation, and um, having the buddy system is really great. I have brought nobody <laughs> to my shoes, and it's probably not a good thing because um, that really puts yourself in a vulnerable position. Yeah. Don't be me. Don't be an idiot. Okay. I thought, you know, oh, I'm, I'm so badass. Nobody's going to want to mess with me. And I've grown up in those areas, so I know what to look out for. But at the same time, it's not an excuse. So always bring a buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you feel, if you're one-on-one with a photographer and you feel uncomfortable, always keep your phone handy. If you need to call 911 or a friend, you know, um, make sure you know where all the exits are or, you know, how to get back to your car. Um, yeah, things like that. Because you are, you should never be in a situation where you feel like you're going to be taken advantage of physically, sexually, financially. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, just be smart. But, that, yes, you should always be fully comfortable. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. Um mm-hmm. 
Uh, number three, how do models treat each other and their fans? From the outside looking in, they look either snobby and entitled, or they seem like best of friends. Which one is it? It's not one or the either. Or, sorry. <laughs> it's not one or the other. Um, it's, it's really a case-by-case basis. So, from what I know, there are definitely models who seem like they're best of friends, and oh my god, we're all, we're all friends, and everything's fine. Mm-hmm. But in reality, they're just using each other for clout. They don't actually care. They're not going to call in and check up on you, you know, like a real friend would. Um, and then there are people that actually care and check in on you, even if it's been a while, and, you know, ask you how, you're, how they're doing and really are friends. Um, so I don't know too many people. I don't know too many models that have fans. I think I have a couple of fans, but... They're also people that I, like, know. <laughs> yeah. So, it's you know, it's kind of like, well, of course, I'm going to love you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, with fans that I have that I don't really know, I still treat them cordially. And yes. Because, you know, I don't want to, number one, I just don't want to be an asshole in general. That's just not who I am. Um, and, I don't know, I try to get to know them, you know, and if they have questions or advice. That kind of thing. It, fans are hard, though, because mm-hmm. you're only one person, and there's only so much to give of yourself at yes. the end of the day, you know? And unless you're, like, actually meeting up one-on-one, you don't really have that chance to get to know them on a deeper level. Yeah. I feel like, for me, I really have to guard myself on social media, mm-hmm. because um, I never know who I'm interacting with. Right. Um, it's, again, it's like a it's kind of a danger thing sometimes. And, uh, but yeah, uh, it's a case by case basis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. No, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. So number four, this one's on minimalism. Mm-hmm. Um, minimalism is a waste of time. I tried it for a year thinking that it would make me happier, which I was told was the point. Did I go about it wrong? Is minimalism really only for certain people? That's from a guy. Okay. Hello, Mr. Guy. <laughs> um, so I guess I want to start off with your initial statement that minimalism is a waste of time. Um, I think that mindset and going about that statement in the way that it was said is mm-hmm. kind of um, negative. And so it's clear to me that you kind of already have a negative mindset about minimalism, which is unfortunate, and I'm sorry. Um Whoever told you that the point of minimalism was to make you happier, uh, I'm sure that they meant well, but I don't think that they expressed it clearly enough. Um, minimalism is a tool. It's not It's not this religion that's promising to make you, you know, happy. It is a self-help um, practice idea are filled with ideas and and practices that you're supposed to implement to help yourself grow and get better in areas that you need to get better in. So for example, you know, I feel like if you were to try minimalism again with maybe some of the information I shared, um, you know, and and researching it more, uh, that maybe you'd be able to work on yourself and that little negative comment, (laughs) um, I don't, I don't want that to 
you know, just, just yeah. it's about growing and building, um, making yourself better so that you can be happier and focus on the things that do make you happy. And if nothing makes you happy, then I suggest you find a hobby or something that does because I guarantee there's a million things in this world that you can do that you could find interest in. Even if it's not minimalism. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a great answer. Um, number five, uh, back to modeling. Can a woman truly be a feminist and a model? Models show off their bodies, which cause objectification, and feminists should never objectify themselves. Um. That's from a girl. Okay. Um. Hello. I think that a woman can be a feminist and a model. Um, but I think it depends on what your idea of feminism is. I think that the true meaning of feminism is to empower women. Um, but I don't know. I think the whole, sorry, I'm going to restart because I don't think I'm explaining this how I want to. (laughs) Go ahead. Um, Yeah. So I think a woman... I think a woman can be a feminist and a model. Um, just because models show off their bodies doesn't mean anything, really. I mean, it's like the topic we spoke about before where when you're naked, you're naked, you know, or when you're yeah. showing off your body. It's just you showing off your body. Everybody has one. Now, the objective, objectification is coming from other people, you know, and it's not necessarily you objectifying yourself it's other people's opinions and comments that are objectifying you Mm -hmm. so um to objectify yourself is to purposely and intentionally you know put your body out there and you know call yourself a slut or a whore or you know for or do things that in that realm so to speak Mm -hmm. those are still this is a big conversation. <laughs> I think this could be a podcast in itself. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I definitely think that a woman can be a feminist and a model. Just because their bodies are being shown off doesn't mean that they're not a feminist. And if anything, I think it causes them more, uh, be a feminist even more, because, you know, they have nothing to hide. Why do they need to hide their bodies? They're beautiful, you know, and they're strong. The things that a woman's body can do are insane. Um, and what a man says, what another female who who degrades them says, should not matter. Mm-hmm. So I think I think I hope that comes off well. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's a hard question though, but I really appreciate it. Yeah, this this girl actually, um, I'm just just a little bit about her. Um, she didn't she doesn't mind me sharing this, but um, she is a she's a feminist. Mm-hmm. And um, she lives in Kansas, mm-hmm. and her and I, we she listens to my podcast all the time, and she disagrees with almost everything that I that I talk about. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but we have a we, you know we have a great relationship. You know, we talk about politics and culture, and we email each other about once a week and just kind of go back and forth and check up on each other mm-hmm. and just kind of talk. That's awesome. Yeah, ab- yeah, absolutely. But um, she really. Um, I knew she was gonna, I knew she was gonna ask a question about this and I knew she was gonna relate it to, 
to fem to feminism. Um, and actually, um, she used to be, you know, like really hardcore, um, you know, SJW, all of that. Uh, and then she discovered my podcast and she reached out to me and then we started, we started chatting and then we talked about, you know, my view of feminism and how it should, you know, it, this is kind of, this is kind of a whole separate topic, but I was telling her that, you know, um, if you're going to be a feminist, you know, look at issue, look at issues in other countries where women are actually treated as second rate citizens, where they can't drive, where, you know, you know, you need a bunch of witnesses for rape, where you need permission, where women need permission to just leave the house uh-huh. and just things like that. And so, you know, her and I talked about that and she was like, wow, I mean, I had, you know, I never really thought about it that way. And so she has now focused her, um, her feminist efforts towards, uh, towards issues in other countries, like, you know, uh, awesome. yeah, and just things like that. So it's really, you know, there's something sh- wrong with SJWs. It's just, I think that there's such an extremist yeah. culture about it that it can bypass the actual point of their argument you know it Mm -hmm. ends up into a lot of their arguments just end up being arguments and there's nothing that actually gets accomplished you know yeah and so you know i love this question because it's like yeah of course a model you know if anything a model is more vain it's more about being vain than whether or not she's a feminist you know Mm -hmm. because i think any woman any woman well i can't say any woman but you know, for the for the most part, women want to be respected mm-hmm. and you know treated fairly. And just because you're a model doesn't mean that you're, you're not you can't be a feminist. You know, mm-hmm. just like if you're taking photos with your family, you know, you're kind of modeling in a way. You know, you're modeling with your family, and does that mean that you're not a feminist? No. Or if you're taking birthday photos. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, because even if, let's say that they're not showing off their bodies, you know? Or you're in a, okay, this is, hold on, how am I trying to explain this? I you're guess, doing good, you're doing good, keep going. Yeah, I guess like, you know, if models, or if, let's say you're taking a summer photo and you're in a bikini and you post it on Instagram. Well, anybody's going to, again, it's gonna, it goes back to the, of anybody's going to have an opinion about that because you're putting it out there. Mm-hmm. But that's not objectifying yourself. You just really liked your bikini and you you love summer. Yeah. You know? So you're just putting it out. So, but that doesn't mean that you're not a feminist and that you don't, you know, that you can't fight for women's rights. Of course not. So that's just my take on it. Maybe I hope that makes sense because it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I know that I'm I'm <laughs> I'm trying to to explain as I go, but yeah. No, yeah, it it honestly makes it makes a ton, it makes a ton of sense, and I really think she's gonna appreciate that answer. And I think um, I think you know you really gave her something to think about. Mm-hmm. So number six, um, um, this is from a guy, and this isn't really about um, modeling, but it's about woman, you know, women womanhood. Um, when should girls 
be allowed to wear makeup by their mothers? I love this question so much <laughs> because my mom didn't, I mean, she didn't really have a rule that I like couldn't wear makeup, Yeah. but if I was like getting extremely done up like the Kardashians, she would have thrown a fit, you know? Yeah. So she really started letting me wear makeup like end of sixth grade, beginning of seventh grade. Yeah. But it's really up to the parent, you know? At the end of the day, it's what you feel is appropriate for your child. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't understand that by putting on makeup at that age, you know, where my body is still developing, where I'm still kind of cute, you know, as a kid and everything, how that could put me in danger. Yes. I didn't understand as a kid. As a kid, all I knew was that I just wanted to look emo. I just wanted to have black eyeliner and, and be in a punk rock band. But that's what my mom's mentality was: is you know, if she starts putting on eyeliner, she's gonna look more grown up. Her cheekbones are are you know developing, and she's looking more like a woman. So I understand my mom now for that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's really what the parent wants mm-hmm. and believes. So, um, yeah, I, I personally, if I had a child, if I had a girl, I would let her wear makeup probably around the same age, but so like 11, when I, 12, yeah, 11, 12, you start experimenting. You know, I had like a little bit of cover girl foundation and pencil eyeliner. I never wore, I, I never wore mascara. I didn't even wear mascara when I started doing my makeup more heavily in high school. Yeah. Because I had dark eyelashes and I just didn't understand mascara. I was like, what's the point? Yeah. Um, so I've only started re- wearing it recently. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's just that kind of thing where it's like experimenting, learning. Um, but when I was a kid, you know, like I had plain makeup toy sets and stuff. So, yeah, I was playing with that. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't wearing it out and about. So Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's just up to the parents' discretion. All right. Um, last question. Um, this is also this is also from a guy. Um, as a model, what is your opinion of catwalks? My opinion of catwalks, like high fashion catwalks. Yeah. Um, I, I think, think that they're outdated. Okay. In multiple. Uh, ways, for example, there needs to be some. I mean, it's getting better, but there needs to be much more diversity um, as far as race and body type with both men and women, men especially. Um, I think that it's old in the sense of like it's an old money type thing to do. You know, like, yeah. oh, I'm rich, so I'm going to go sit at a fashion show and watch people walk down the runway with bubble wrap on. Like, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to me. It's like one of those, like, oh, I'm rich, so I'm going to go do this. I always thought they were weird. Yeah. Well, it's just awkward. Fashion. I mean, it's more about the creativity about it and, like, what they're trying to say. So it's modeling in the sense that it's not photography being taken. It's It's, like... For example, Vivian Westwood is one of my favorite fashion designers, okay? She is a very punk, you know, first-generation punk rock, old punk rock, um, and she has very weird clothing. But a lot of it is, you know, at her 
fashion events, she's done multiple um, events where she's advocated for zero waste herself. So she's used a lot of, she's repurposed a lot of product that is bad for the earth and used it as clothing. And that's what they consider like high fashion because it's blending creativity and your point of view into one thing for people to see. And I don't know why you can't just do that in a photo, you know, in a magazine or something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it's cool, I guess. It's an event. It's something to do, I guess. I guess that's their kind of mentality with it. But I just think it's outdated. I think they should go and... I mean, unless you just, like, want to have a lot of people over to get drunk and stuff, which is usually what happens. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I just think they're outdated, and I think they need more diversity. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't um, entirely get rid of it. You just, you just want different types of people. I would change it, and I would make it less, because there's a lot. So, and that's more in the fashion industry more than the modeling yeah um because catwalk modeling is very different it's a very different industry yeah um than magazine modeling fashion modeling uh freelance so um i don't have too much experience in that but i do have some friends who are fashion designers and trying to get to that point and that's something that they're advocating for is change you know if you look at the models they're usually still very tall still very skinny and still very white <laughs> there it again it's gotten better mm-hmm. but it's not the same thing you know you look at victoria's secret catwalks and it's all the same it's still been the same and that, that's actually something that came up um not too long ago but i think it was like 2016 or 2017 something where um victoria's secret had a catwalk show and then um rihanna put on her first fenty yeah, um, I remember that. Collab. I remember that. She put out her own show, and it was diverse. It was different body types. It was a show. Like, it was an actual show. Mm-hmm. Dancing and all this stuff. And um, it was very cool. You know, it was like, this is what we... If we want to continue this kind of thing, this event, we need to be creative with it and, like, make it worth your while rather than just sitting there taking photos of models on a catwalk that all look the same, you know? Yeah. So that's something that, like, I advocate for, but, yeah. And if you think about it, like, there's a lot of models that, like, there's not a lot of transgender models. There's not a lot of LGBTQ. There's not a lot of tattooed catwalk models, which is, in my realm of world, you know, I'm very, I have tattoos. I how many, how many do you have? You know, like, it's still important that it's still art. It's still something that I think should be included because that's another avenue of the population that isn't seeing themselves out there. How many tattoos do you have? Oh, I have... Hold on. <laughs> I have to count... One, two, three, wait, so there's four, five, six, seven, I have nine. Nine? Okay. Nine, and they're all on my uh, torso and arms. Okay. Mm-hmm. When, when so, did you get your first one? My first one was actually during high school. Okay. And it was when I turned 18, which I believe was the 
It was either the, hold on, when was, oh no, it was the year we graduated, so it was February 2017. You're a February baby too? I am. What day? I was born on February 13th. I'm the 11th. Really? Yes, I am. crazy. (laughs) Well, my old best friend, who's, I guess, just like my acquaintance slash old best friend, um, her birthday was on the 12th, and both of our names were the same. We have the same first name. Legal name. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Well, um, this has been an amazing conversation. Um, I would love to have you back sometime. Of course, I have more knowledge than just all this. So. Yeah, definitely. Like, shoot me, you know, shoot me some topics of things that you want to talk about. Of course. And we can just, we can honestly just, you know, talk. Yeah. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Nana Starfield. She is definitely a character. She is, um, she's, she's. I, I can be wild. So, if you want some drama in your life, if you want some. I don't know. I'm, my Instagram is crazy. I should really not be on social media. <laughs> All right. So, um, thank you very much. And, um, 